Happy Holidays from WTMJ. It's time for the best of WTMJ now. Here is a special culinary hour to add some flavor to your holidays. Here is Steve Scafidi with Chef Michael Fecker. And hello, everybody. Welcome to our holiday special. And this is a special show, one, because I love the holidays. And two, you've heard his voice, I don't know how many times he's been on WTMJ now, the incredible local chef from Milwaukee, Chef Michael Fecker. Happy hello, holidays. Everybody. Merry Christmas. Thank you, my friend. Same to you. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me. By the way, if I'm here all the time, it's because of this man that has faith in me and you guys out there that are listening. You're here because I've had your food and it's really good. Thank you. I appreciate it. So when we were talking about this idea, I said, you know, it's the holidays and Christmas. Why don't we have Chef Michael Fecker in and talk about some of the great ideas that you have as a professional chef can make people's lives easier, can be festive, can be fun. Totally, Steve. I mean, food is really the center of attention when we get together. When we get together around the table, sitting down or just standing in the kitchen, it doesn't matter. It's all around food. And holidays are even better to enjoy food. So do you have any traditions, like things related to food in the holidays that you like to do every year? I am very much a global kind of a guy. What I mean by that is I travel through the magic of food during the holidays. So I get an appetizer from India, I get one from Italy, so on and so forth. But what I want to make sure everybody understands, and I know they want this and they understand this, is I want to make their life easy. What's the point of entertaining if you can't entertain yourself? So when you're setting up your holiday menu or your schedule, yes, I would imagine that planning organization is a big part of that. So walk us through that part of it. Huge, huge part of it. Once you have a theme of what you want to do, you can build whatever you want around that theme. You got to make sure that you manage your time, you manage your space, and you manage your budget. Those three are very important. Are you writing these things down? Uh, you know, to a certain extent, uh, I am a chef. I am a chief of a kitchen. A home chef is the same thing. You can either write it down if you have an issue with organizing mentally or just do it as you go along. So give me some holiday theme ideas. Well, holiday theme idea, for example, this year we're going to Mexico. My wife is from Mexico, but this year we are focused on Mexico. So we're doing everything from appetizers to uh, entree to dessert from Mexico. And that favorite Mexican spice you have. Exactly. Tajin, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you can get anywhere, you tell me? Oh, my God. Now it's everywhere. I think we have... I the, think you're responsible for their uptick in sales. You are. We should, collect, <laughs> we should collect, collect the royalty. So give me some of the tips. As you as you plan your holiday festivities, your holiday meals, some, some holiday tips. Got it. First, what kind of a menu do you have, like I mentioned? Then make your life simple. That's what I try to do. I try to choose dishes and techniques of cooking that allows me to prepare in advance, warm and serve. I don't want to be in the kitchen the entire day while everybody's having a glass of wine and enjoying themselves, wondering. You about, want to be oh part God. of the fun. Totally. Yeah. I, want, I want to enjoy the fun. Uh -huh. Totally. Yeah. All right. So as you're thinking about this stuff, do you, do you design for taste or ease? Both. Both. It has to be both because when I try to, I mean, when I design for ease, I got to make sure that easy dish is still flavorful and addictive. I want my guests to enjoy food and go, man, the food was really good. I don't want the food to be a second thought or a second, uh, you know, eh, just thought about. Yeah. Is Can somebody actually plan too much? You are so correct. Everybody, a lot of times by overthinking it, they overplan. Once you overplan, things don't 
match. They don't come together like a nice puzzle does. We're going to talk know? about, throughout the hour, we're going to talk about the sp- specific recipes. We're going to do that after the break. We're going to talk about appetizers, which are one of my favorite things. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, the recently on Thanksgiving, I ate too many appetizers. When the main dish came out, huh? I was full. Yeah. So I had like a couple pieces of turkey and a piece of ham. That was it. By the way, you just said something that is great, and that is, why, who said you cannot just have a huge array of appetizers and you just pick and munch and mingle? All right. So <laughs> real quick, just to summarize, the, the best tips for thinking about what you're going to do during the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, whatever. Create a theme for yourself. Manage your time, manage your space, manage your budget. What are you doing this Christmas and New Year's? This Christmas and New Year's, as I mentioned, we're doing a, a, a Mexican, Mexico. Yeah. yeah Mexican and you're going focus. to Mexico. No, no, no. You're not no, going no, to We're Mexico. doing it here. You're but bringing it to. We're going to travel to Mexico through the magic of food. Absolutely. Give so, me some ideas of what those dishes would be. The, one of them is the bacalao. You know, bacalao yeah, is yeah. a cod yeah, that has been salted. So we do a bacalao patty. Then we're going to do a mole from uh, Puebla. Then we're going to do a roast that they do in Mexico City with lamb, shanks, and lamb. I should Sorry. just come to your yeah, house. Yeah, absolutely. Delicious. Yeah. And a lot of them, I'm going to just put them out in smaller appetizer dishes. A little bit of crackers here and there, so you put some lamb on it, you know, on and on and on. Chef Michael Fecker joining us on our Christmas and holiday special. Talking about cooking, which is no surprise because you're one of the outstanding chefs in the Thank Milwaukee you, area. So it's not just about general themes, specific recipes. We're going to lay out in the next segment some Absolutely. specific recipes that might work for your holiday special. Chef Michael Fecker in studio. Merry Christmas, everybody. Be right back. You're listening to the WTMJ Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. You're listening to WTMJ Now's Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. Thanks for joining us on our holiday special. It is special because in studio on this holiday, Chef Michael Fecker. Hello, everybody. Always great to see you. Always Thank great you, to talk friend. food. Every time you're in studio with me, and you've been on a bunch of times, I always find myself very hungry after you leave and after I'm done with the show. That, that means a lot, Steve. But at the same time, you know, is also the flavors that I bring to the table. I try to also go through the microphone and bring our listeners in there as well. And I know that works because every time you're on, I am answering emails for days asking about recipes. And we, and we wanted to make sure that today of all days, on a special cooking edition of, of a holiday special that we talked about specific recipes. So we're going to dive deep on some of this stuff. All of this will be available on your website. Which is uh, chefficker.com and on WTMJ.com. Absolutely. And we'll put it all together for you. So any recipe that we talk about, any dish that we're talking about, we'll have all of that on our website and on yours as That's well. That's why we're here. We're going to make everybody's life uh, easy. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about some dishes, specific okay. dishes. One of the dishes that we don't do as much anymore, and I don't know why, is ham. First, I of love all, ham. Yeah, I love ham. First of all, it is already pre-done for you. So all we're going to do because is— Because it's smoked, right? Of course, yeah, it yeah. is smoked, and through the smoking process, it's cured and cooked. So all you're really doing is warming it up. <clears throat> and in that platform of warming it up, you can infuse it with whatever flavor you have and you want. I do it with the maple syrup glaze with a Wisconsin— Cranberry and Wisconsin apple chutney. All right, for the simpletons out there, you're just brushing on the glaze? Exactly, exactly. You're brushing on the glaze before you put it in the oven. Okay. But at the same time, I'm going to go through this little by little so everybody understands. Combine your ingredients in a small little saucepan. Bring your glaze up to a boil so that all the flavors marry each other, right? Meanwhile, start scoring your ham. I prefer you buy a pre-sliced ham. Because by doing so, 
all of this glaze is going to penetrate inside. inside. Yeah. yeah, it's going to go in there. Then you need to trick your ham by adding a little bit of liquid like I do. I put half a cup of white wine in the bottom of the roasting pan. Then I set my ham in there, tented with an aluminum foil. I put it in the oven at 325 degrees for about 15 minutes per pound. If it's an eight pound Which is kind of the normal size. Very, exactly. And what you're trying to do here is you don't want to, you know, shock the ham. You just want to warm up the ham. That's really what you want to do. And it's already cooked. So you don't have to worry about, oh my God, what's the temperature? So what are we talking, a couple hours? A couple of hours max. Mm -hmm. And if you're going at 300, and remember, the liquid is not hot yet. So by the time the liquid gets hot in those 15 minutes or so per pound, it's going to be perfect. So when you have a ham that's not pre-sliced, proper method of slicing that ham, thickness of slices, does it matter? It does because, remember, if you do not cut a protein against a grain, it's going to be tough. So if it's very thick and somebody doesn't cut it right, oh, my God, that is so tough. So try to stay within that quarter inch the best you can, quarter inch. Yeah. All right, so that's the ham. How about some other seasonal things that we could could mix into that? Uh, The ham is one of the things that I love. Another one that we do, I do leg of lamb. See, that seems trickier. Yeah, it, it is. It is. But the nice thing about a leg of lamb is many people want it medium rare, many people don't. So let's put that to the side. Roasted chicken. I don't know why we don't do roasted chicken with the cranberry butter. You know, it's so easy. You get some frozen cranberries and some butter at room temperature, blend it together, rub the entire chicken with cranberry butter, salt, pepper. Inside the cavity, you put some lemon, you put some half oranges, a little bit more cranberries, and roast. When you joined me for the week of Thanksgiving, you talked about this cranberry sauce recipe. Yeah. You know it off the top of your head? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Cranberry. We're going to have two cups of cranberry. We're going to have one cup of brown sugar. We're going to add it together with half a cup of white wine, and we're going to bring it to a boil, turn it down to a simmer, and let it go. And blend. One of the things that you talked about on the last show is there are things you can make ahead. Is ham one of those? Absolutely. I would not let any of our listeners do the ham the day of. They create the glaze. They glaze the ham. They let it sit. The day of, they put it in the oven and walk away and let a timer tell you, okay, it's time to take me out and done. And even easier when it's pre-sliced. Absolutely. Got to get it pre-sliced. You know why, guys? Because you're going to struggle with figuring out how am I going to slice this. Let the job be done for you. Enjoy yourself. So you talked about ham, the chicken. I'm uh, talking about chicken breast, I'm assuming, uh, with the cranberry glaze uh, or you cranberry can, sauce. No, I do a whole chicken roasted. A whole chicken? whole chicken, yeah. So it's more magnificent at the table, you know. But if you want to do chicken breast, that is also another thing that you can do. Then the cooking technique is totally different. How much... Of the ham, and some people cook whole chicken, some people cook turkeys. Turkey is still, yeah. How much should that be the focus of your thing? Or is it is it about the sides and some of the side dishes? The main character of a movie is very important, but the supporting cast is just as important. So we got to make sure that we have some nice sides that are simple and, again, pre-done, and you just do it. So quickly before break, some sides that would work with the ham, sides that would work with the, the chicken with the cranberry sauce. It's going to go with everything. Glazed carrots, green beans, and cream of spinach. And the cream of spinach, like I told you in a couple of shows before this, was we're just going to be cooking the spinach, or you can get it frozen and defrost, thawed out, sauteing a little bit of olive oil, a bunch of shredded cheese mixed together, put it in a Pyrex, All right, so after the break, this is my favorite part coming up. 
Appetizers. Yes. Oh, appetizers I mean, for the holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Chef Michael Fecker, you know him from El Mito and Dobies. What else? And uh, we are in Heartland and Zesty and El Mito Cafe in Delafield. We are spending the day together talking about cooking and food. I cannot wait. Appetizers coming up next on WTMJ Now. Miss you guys. You're listening to the WTMJ Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. You're listening to WTMJ Now's Holiday Radio Show. Presented by Heiser Automotive. Welcome back, everybody. Happy holidays. It is fun to spend a holiday with Chef Michael Fecker, local restaurateur, chef extraordinaire, and and somebody who, I, I got to say, because you've been on the show a number of times, you're one of my most popular guests. Thank you, Steve. That means a lot. I love you guys. What do you, you think it is, your personality or your cooking? I think the way I try to... Um, Share my love for what I know how to do. You're very love, passionate like, about it. Thank you. Thank you. I love to cook. I cook to live. I live to cook. So I love to share that with everybody. All right. I told you this before in the hour that I am a big fan of appetizers. Yes. I, I love it. I think it, it's, it, it extends the meal. Totally. It kind of sets the tone. Yes. To break the ice, basically, of a gathering, it is great to munch on a few appetizers, have a nice drink, and make sure you make it really strong. The first one, you got to get them, guys. <laughs> Dull their senses a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Yes. This food is amazing. That's right. Oh, my God. Everything tastes great <laughs> after that. All right. So the one of the one of the words you used in my notes is sophisticated. Yes. Are appetizers sophisticated? Appetizers should be sophisticated, but still simple. And what I mean by sophisticated, your palate picks up on sophistication. And what I mean by that, again, is everything makes sense when you take that first bite. Sometimes you go somewhere, something sounds amazing. You take a bite and you go, what just happened? Like nothing makes sense. So, for example, right now through the magic of food again, I'm going to take you to Italy. You love, everybody loves caprese, right? Oh, beautiful. You just put it in a skewer and you call it a caprese kebab. So a small little piece of mozzarella a cherry tomato cut in half, a leaf of basil rolled like a cigar, and put on its uh, basically Q-tips, and pick it up and enjoy it. That is simple. It's so simple. Why is that sophisticated? Because no, what I meant, like I told you before, sophistication comes from the flavor. Complication doesn't mean it's sophisticated. What I mean by sophisticated yet simple, that's what I meant. The flavors are sophisticated. you got to have something, whatever you have, soft, you want some firm texture with it. For example, why do you love a brie and cranberry, for example, um, appetizer? The cranberry and the brie are soft, but the puff pastry or the filo dough is crunchy. And that's what I mean by that. You use crunch and nice and creaminess together. So here's a real life question. What's the right number of appetizers? Say I'm serving a a meal for six people, my wife and I, what's the right number of appetizers? Six people? Yeah. Three max. Three max. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I meant at the beginning the way we were talking. We sometimes complicate our lives. Like sometimes we make a dish. We want to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then our palate goes into overdrive. We just don't pick up the palates and the flavors anymore. You know what I mean? So what I have to do always, what I try to do is with my wife, if you're going to do a cheese platter, let's make sure there's a soft cheese, there's a medium cheese, and there's a hard cheese. And keep it at that. Don't introduce seven different cheeses, you know, because your palate doesn't pick it up. A nice fig jam in the middle. These days they make it for you and you can buy it. You know what's big now? Charcuterie 
Charcuterie board, which is basically cheese board with some meats. Yeah, and yeah. people put grapes on there. Is that a smart love way it. to approach love the appetizer? It. I think love it's it. got everything, something for everybody. Absolutely. And you have a little bit of a small plates. People serve themselves or some croutons or some uh, crostini. They make their own. That's the beauty of uh, gathering together, you know, breaking bread together. Presentation's always important, right? Huge. So Huge. even in appetizers, how you presented garnishes, talk about that. Do not keep your plates empty. What I mean by that, if you have a platter and you only have six people and you want to give them one of each thing, put everything combined on a platter. If you're going to make big individual platters, then use a smaller platter or a plate. So that means it looks full all the time. What's your thoughts on the uh, the bacon-wrapped water chestnut? A very popular appetizer. Not only that, they're very simple also. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that I love you guys to do. Like a prosciutto wrapped asparagus, you know, yep, yep. something like that. Very simple. You don't need, then it's still sophisticated. You got the asparagic acid from the asparagus. You have the saltiness from the prosciutto. You have the protein in there. On and on and on. That's what sophistication is all about flavor. Chef Michael Fecker joining us on our holiday special devoted to holiday cooking and parties and all of that. What's an appetizer no no? Something you should not do. That's a great question. I know. I asked it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I swear. That's a great question. Well, um, I, I would say something that mimics what you're going to serve in the main course. Not only, uh, yeah, that's a great one because you do not want to already taste something that Don't you want to Don't serve chicken when you're going to have chicken later. That's right. Exactly. I think one of the no-nos uh, for me, as far as appetizer goes, is do not do something, again, that is very, very time-consuming and complicated. How about this one? It's my one of my favorite appetizers. Not just for the holidays, all the time. Chicken wings. Give I me, love it. Give me a quick recipe for chicken wings. Woo-hee. Okay, the night before, what we're going to do with the chicken wings, we're going to create a mixture of seasoning in a, ba- a, a bat, I mean, sorry, bath of flavor, which is going to be a chicken broth. And then we're going to put the chicken wings in there and we're going to slowly cook them. But you've got to start cold and you let the chicken wings slowly cook for about 15 to 20 minutes. The day of, you rub it with the, flavor that you want, whether it's going to be a spicy raw, barbecue, somewhere, in the oven for 25 to 30 minutes at about 30, 375 degrees. The chicken wings are already cooked. The second thing that you're doing right now is you're glazing them, basically. And that's what it is. So that's what I would do when it comes to chicken wings. Personally, I like to do my chicken wings buffalo only and have a couple of sauces next to it. That's just, Barbecue, that's just yeah. butter and hot sauce, basically, isn't it? Well, and some tahini. <laughs> <laughs> he is Chef Michael Fecker. It's our holiday special talking about cooking. After the break, home cooking for the holidays. That sounds like a holiday, That right? is my favorite. Are you a big Christmas song guy? <sighs> I have terrible voice, though. <laughs> We won't ask you to say. Yeah, right? Lots more to get to on our holiday special. We'll See do you that soon, guys. This. You're listening to the WTMJ Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. You're listening to WTMJ Now's Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays in studio on our special holiday cooking special, Chef Michael Fecker. You can hear him on my show during the week, WTMJ Now, 9 to noon. Chef... Home cooking for the holidays. There's a lot that's special about that. It's heartwarming. We all do it during the holidays. We're gathering together. It's a big part of our holiday tradition. So talk about some recipes, maybe some uh, some comfort foods. And the, the really, really big one that I like, involving the people that are at your party or at your gathering in, in the cooking process. Totally. Or in, uh, inviting and including loved ones to do some recipes that belong to loved ones. That's huge. Look, food, Steve, truly, 
what food is responsible for is not only just gathering us around the table. It can allow us to travel without leaving our house. It can allow us to cherish the moments that we have had in the past. And that we can do with recipes. If you have a recipe of your grandma that you love and she has a huge part on your, in your heart, Bring it alive by cooking it. Let people get involved in making it with you. What do you think about like the potluck version of a gathering where everybody brings their favorite dish? Is that Does that work? There is two reasons we do this, in my opinion. One is because we don't want to cook and we want to share the space and let everybody bring it. Another one is we want to taste everybody else's flavor, and that's beautiful. If that is your intention, that's great. Let everybody bring. But again, like I said at the beginning, create a theme, share your theme with everybody, and let their potluck be how do they see your theme so that it becomes an event. You talked earlier about you're doing a Mexican theme yes. uh, where your wife's from. Um, other cherished family recipes that you like to prepare uh, at different gatherings, different events? Um, I, you know, the, my parents, I used to do, they, they truly manifested love through food, events, gatherings, and everything. A lot of time I do my mom's you know, favorite dishes, also for holiday gatherings. My dad's favoring, you know, he loved kebabs, for example, or skewers, so I'll do a lot of those. Otherwise, mainly right now, I'm focused on my family, uh, my uh, wife's family and uh, her mom's, because she's here with us. As somebody who creates dishes, makes food for a living, yes, can you make the connection between a tremendously cooked dish, a presentation, a gathering, and the comfort that that brings to people? I mean, you see it in your restaurant, I'm sure. Totally. Absolutely. I was in Philadelphia a few days ago, and it's funny you asked the question. Uh, I was in Philadelphia the, the other day, and we had dinner at someone's uh, house. She made this tenderloin, I swear to you. A uh, three-star Michelin chef couldn't have made that damn tenderloin the way she did. <laughs> I swear, it was so beautiful. It was so well done. And the temperature, the searing, the caramelization of the Maillard reaction. I mean, when you sit down and analyze those things, she just did it with love. That's it. That's the secret ingredient she used. She was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. As somebody who does what you do, and this is sort of a sad twist on on the tradition, are you worried that some of the traditions of cooking are going away because so many people now are doing, you know, the fast versions, the, you know, just pick it up and eat it It versions? They are. You know, of course I am. But at the same time, Still, we will come back. You know, what goes away one way or um, another, you know, shows back again. Like many of us now, we want to go back to the tradition because it gives us an anchor of being who we are. Uh, Other tips that you suggest to people during these holiday gatherings that make their life easier when they're cooking, preparing foods, making their appetizers, that just simplify the process. Start long away from before the date. That means... How, How long? I would do three, look, I do three weeks. If I have a recipe for you, for example, which I love to share with you, which is a short rib recipe, where are you gonna get your short rib from? Is it gonna be bone in or bone out? Okay, chef said bone out, now what do I do if it's bone in? You know, you gotta plan for these things. Otherwise, it's gonna be a constant stress running the last few days and not finding what you want, you give into whatever you have. And the quality of the ingredients matters. I mean, exactly. you should spend some time at a grocery store or a, or a butcher shop picking out the stuff that looks good, that's going to taste good. That's exactly right. That's why when you start in advance, you have time to be choosing and being picky. Uh, Chef Michael Fecker joining us on our special holiday cooking special. Now, all of the, the cool things that you make 
recipes that you've talked about or recipes you're going to prepare, we're going to give listeners a chance to find those on your website. Which is chefficker.com and on WTMJ.com. I'm going to have all the recipes that we're going to talk about, plus a lot more recipes that I have in my portfolio. All right. Now, I always want to give you a chance to plug your restaurants because they are fantastic. I've been at two of them. Talk about that a little bit. Il Mito in Wauwatosa, Il Mito Cafe in Delafield, Zesty in Heartland, and Dobie's Steak and More in um, St. Francis. And every time I've taken somebody to one of your restaurants, they said that is the best fill in the blank. Lasagna at Lasagna or meatballs. You know, I try to do things that are heartwarming. And that's really what I want to do in all of my restaurants, things that people can relate to and take them back to their childhood. Chef Michael Fecker joining us on our special holiday special after the break. Beverages, right? Yes, I told you from the the beginning. Balancing the menu, beverages, and getting them drunk. That's the reason (laughs) I want you to listen. That's why he's on, Chef Michael Fecker. See you guys. You're listening to the WTMJ Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. You're listening to WTMJ Now's Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. Nothing better than sharing the holiday with Chef Michael Fecker. You hear him during the week. Hello, sometimes. everyone. Yeah, great to hear from you on uh, WTMJ. Now he joins me talking about just generally cooking. You always have recipes to share. All of the recipes that you talk about or some of the ideas you're going to share on your website. Uh, Cheffecker.com and your website. WTMJ.com. A couple things I want to do in this, in this next few minutes. It's not just about the food. It's sometimes about the beverages. I'm a wine drinker. Yes. But I also like mixed drinks as well. I'm, I'm a big fan of Aperol spritzes. That's Love my it. newest drink. Yeah. I had a few you of them. You had it in Italy, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I was, yeah. We were both in Italy. Yes, sir. We were actually there around the same time. Yeah. So talk about the significance of a well-thought-out beverage plan for a holiday gathering. I'm going to take you back in the back, I mean, to the world of restaurants. And we're going to use that to uh, set up our events and our parties at home. In a restaurant, one of the things that you love is your server comes to your table and you tell them what kind of a drink you feel like and they make it for you at the bar. Do exactly the same thing at home, but you're not a bartender. You are a host. Provide the liquor, the mixes, and everything. Let your guests make their own drinks. Right there, you're breaking the ice. So then from that moment on, they are a part of the event and the place and the home that you have created. And you give ownership. That's one of the biggest things that I believe in the marketing, what I do, and the restaurants that I have. Give ownership to the guests. Here's a real-life hosting question. How many wines should you have available for a gathering? The best way you can go about this, in my opinion, is a blend. Like I have a white blend that I always go to. is a Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and a Pinot Grigio. You can go better than that. All three of them are in there, and it hits your palate as if you're having a little bit of each. The other one is a red blend, for example. Remember, a single varietal only hits one part of your palate. A blend teases your palate all the way around. So I'm a blend guy, you know, when it comes to parties. What about non-alcoholic stuff? Non-alcoholic stuff, you know, uh, in many ways, these days, they are available a lot more. But if you're going to have some non-alcoholic and nobody, somebody doesn't want to drink, then provide it. I don't really know how you would, but the easiest way to do it is, A, make a punch that is non-alcoholic with a ladle in it and let them serve themselves. Because maybe I love that punch so much, I want to add some vodka to it. So if you're hosting a party and you've got the bar thing going on and you've got the kitchen going on, where should the people be? Should they be in the kitchen? Should they be in the bar area? No, you can't tell that. I assure you they're in the kitchen. 
99.9%. Even though they're in the way. It doesn't matter. And sometimes you don't want them to be, you know, get out of my way. That's usually <laughs> that's usually when the event has turned into a stress, you know, center. <laughs> you know, but really, but at the same time, if they do come into the kitchen, do not stress over it. Use them and use their energy. Get them involved in what you're doing. Can you... Can you put this on the table for me? By the way, Janet, get this. Give me that bread. It's and people out of the are oven. okay. They're okay to do that. They love it. They love it. They become a part of it. Steve, you're not going to an event or to a gathering if you're just going to be standoffish and stay away. Then what are you there for? Do you like the formal setting or casual? I love the casual setting. I love the casual setting. When, well, what, about, what about somebody who likes a formal setting? They like all the all the accoutrements of a table. I mean, my wife does that. My wife does that, but it depends on what and who we have coming over. If I want to do a formal setting, then I'm dedicated to that. But if I'm going to do a casual event, which I know is going to be much more fun for the group of people and the kind of people that I'm inviting, that's what I'm going to focus on. Chef Michael Fecker joining us on our special WTMJ holiday show. You have a home. Yes. Is there a number that suggests this too many people? Yes. For dinner. What's, yes. the, what's the number? Uh, give me a size of an apartment. Or an, well, a 1,500 square room. foot apartment or a 2,500 square foot house? Well, I will do between, the, right now, I tell you. We have a 2,700 2, square home, for example, and the living room is a lot less than that. I have 33 people coming for Christmas. 33? 33. That seems too many. No, I, I know that it is, but we're all going to be standing around. Nobody's sitting down. Nobody's going to be there looking for a seat to sit down. The older ones, like my, my mother-in-law and everybody, yeah, they're going to have areas to sit down. But there's going to be enough. 33 people. My son saw the number. He goes, Dad, you're kidding me, right? How are we going to fit 33 people? Son, your mother invited. You're going to say yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's a big I – I, I haven't had that. I've had 20-something. Yeah. 33 is a yeah. big group. Yeah. All right, talk about – before we close this segment um, – the balance, the perfect menu, and creating the perfect experience for your guests when, it, it. when you're talking about holiday cooking. Focus on one protein. Then, if you're not, if you're going to have vegetarian friends, make a vegetarian side so Special they can dish also for them. enjoy. Yeah, and at the same time, keep your menu simple. Crunch is important. The protein has to be nice and easy. That's why I wanted for you to buy a pre-carved ham, for example, so you don't have to worry about carving it. Have a couple of sides. And do not go overboard. More doesn't mean better. A bite of a slow braised piece of short ribs with some roasted garlic mashed potato, I am much more happier. But I tell you something else you can do. Also give him surf and turf. You got the short ribs, why don't you do a few shrimps as well? Because some people may be pescatarian, they don't want to eat beef, it's there. So that's how you manage a menu, basically. A protein, a vegetable, and a side and a refresher, such a salad. I got to ask you this question. If you have a party, do you ever have a simple bowl of chips? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah, of yeah. course. Do you know how many people love uh, chips with uh, their, their drinks or some mixed, uh, you know, cocktail nuts like um, almonds and uh, pine nuts and so on and so forth? Yeah, they love it. Of course I do. My, my kids love chips. So not always fancy. No, of I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> right. Chef Michael Fecker joining us on our holiday special. After the break, a wrap-up holiday cheers and some recaps of our exciting hour talking about holiday cooking. And where you can get all the information you need, ChefFecker.com or WTMJ.com. You're listening to the WTMJ Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive.
You're listening to WTMJ Now's Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. Well, this hour has gone fast. I'm joined in studio by Chef Michael Fecker, our holiday cooking special. First of all, it's, it's a thrill to spend the holidays with See, you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, everybody. Yeah, it's it's um, you're always one of my more popular guests on the show, and whether we're talking about Thanksgiving or now Christmas or really any, we were talking about barbecuing during the summer yeah. and great yes, we dishes, were. easy yeah. dishes. Yeah. I guess the thing for me is I love the celebration of the holiday. I love the fact that I'm seeing yes. family together. And we've, we've had a rule the last few gatherings we keep it fun and light and positive and i think that's a good recommendation it's it's not just about the food it's not just about the, the people there but having a positive conversation tell me a little bit about your family and how you gather during the holidays gather with a mission the mission whatever your mission is gather with that mission in mind my mission is to bring everybody around the table and allow food to be a bonding mechanism basically and another thing is these are the times that we really need to make up for the moments and the times that are lost. One way or another, you know, we have to live together. we got to love one another, one way or another, and food does that. So we talked in this hour about some of the main dishes, some of the appetizers. Let's do a little bit of a recap. Um, if you're going to set up a perfect holiday fair for your guests, what are you thinking? First rule, keep it simple. Two, make sure that you are a guest at your own event. And you cannot do that if you're stressing and trying to only take care of your guests. And I assure you, if that is the case, nobody's going to be going home saying, wow, what a great event. Because you're stressed. If you come to my restaurant and I'm stressed in the kitchen, you're going to taste that stress in my food. Then make sure you do the majority of the work and prepare in advance the day of warm and serve. And that's all I want you to think about. Manage your time, manage your budget, manage your space. If you have one oven, don't try to do something that all three items on your menu <laughs> needs to go in the oven. And then you wake up at 4.30 in the morning to be able to do the pie, to do this, to do that, and everything else that we try to do. Use the proper techniques. I love braising. I love roasting. But I do something. If my main course is braising... I only use the oven for something else. That's what I do. Do not mix things together. By the way, always create proper lighting in the home so it is inviting. And make sure the aroma of the food that you're cooking and everything is lingering everywhere. You can do that very easily with the rosemary. Heat up a little bit of olive oil, throw a rosemary in there, crush an olive, throw it in there in a hot oil. This aroma is going to go everywhere. I didn't, may- I didn't ask you earlier, but the, the importance of bread Huge. Breaking bread, right? Not only that, Steve, bread is the first thing that goes on your palate. Usually roasted garlic butter, for example. Or olive oil. Olive oil dip, you know, with some Parmesan and cracked pepper. I mean, simple things like that. And a nice cup of coffee at the end. First impression, last impression. It's like bookmarks to a great Exactly, exactly. All right, so you wanted to share a quick and easy holiday cocktail recipe. Okay, now... This is the thing about cocktails. Again, we try to complicate it or we see a recipe in the book and we want to copy it. No, go with what you think the crowd will love. If everybody is an old-fashioned lover and probably 90% of your drinks are going to be old-fashioned, create an old-fashioned punch. What I do usually is I love bourbon, so I do bourbon just exactly like I'm making in Manhattan. A little bit of sweet vermouth and some cherry and oranges muddled, throw in the bowl, and some ice. And everybody serves themselves. What's your favorite holiday cocktail? 
Yeah, old fashioned. <laughs> really? I would have said Manhattan. That's why I'm so selfish. I make it for everybody. <laughs> I would have said Manhattan for me. I like I like I like it. Manhattan is also It's all booze. Well, and it is the holidays, uh, and I'm uh, not driving anywhere. Don't listen to him. It's not all booze. <laughs> There's wonderful drinks. All right. So I've had a fascinating hour with you. We're going to share all of our recipes, some great ideas on your website. Chefficker.com and on your website? WTMJ.com. Perfect. But we're encouraging all of you who are, have listened to this hour to share your stories as well. So when we post it on WTMJ.com, share your comments or on... Or on chefficker.com, please, please share your recipes with me or your thoughts or your ideas or your questions. I'm your personal chef. What am I here for? And I will respond to as many as I can on WTMJ.com as well. It's It's been fun. Um, something unrelated to cooking as we kind of wrap the holiday edition of my uh, my hour with Chef Michael Fecker. Um, maybe a holiday story or tradition that you have in your family unrelated to food, something that you do every year during the holidays. Uh, we We do exactly... What they do in Mexico a lot of times. And at midnight, we go outside and a group of us sing. And basically, the doors got to open after we finish. We had a neighbor call the police on us. <laughs> I'm not kidding You're you. You're that I bad of a to, singer. No, I'm terrible. <laughs> but the amount of noise, because 33 people, that's 15 a, that's outside, a big group. 15 outside. Yeah. So the neighbors called the police on us. And the officer showed up and said, Chef, keep it down, man. <laughs> See, Boy, when you're good. singing that loud, yeah, I know that exactly. means you're excited about the holiday. Yeah, Steve, 15 people, for God's sakes, are singing out that loud. So it was really loud. Yeah. I wish you a Merry Christmas, Thank my, you, friend, my friend, and a uh, happy holidays. We'll, we'll be talking in the new year. Absolutely. And 2024 is going to be full of flavor, and may you all have a well-seasoned and flavorful holiday and every day of your life. And for all the things we talked about and to encourage you, we encourage you to participate as well. WTMJ.com. I will link all of this on our website and also on Chef. Chefficker.com. And I'm only an email away or a text. Just email me and I'll answer any questions I can to make your holiday season even more flavorful. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Love friend. you, everybody. Love you, Steve. Thank you for having me.